welcome everybody into the bring it in show welcome 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 yeah as always it's your host glenn pierce i'm here at the wruu studios bringing you the top stories in the world of sports it's uh this uh, looked like it was going to be a nice day today here in savannah and then it started raining. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens if uh, the rain's what's slowing everybody down from getting to the show. And I mean, it it just looks like we're gonna get hit with some rain at about uh, four o'clock. But besides that, I mean, we got things to talk about. I mean, there are NBA trades, baseball's going on. We got. A new first-time crowned NBA championship. And the Vegas Knights, NHL hockey team, they just, they, I'm sure they're still partying. I mean, so we got all that. Plus, in the local news, I mean, I don't know if anybody's seen or heard, but on the local side of things, your Savannah Falcons, I mean, they had six guys selected for the EAFL All-Star Game. There were other guys in the area selected uh, from Pooler and Effingham, but the Savannah Falcons, I mean, the, the dominance they've showed has just... It, it continues. It rolls. The culture that has been built by Coach Morgan, Coach Green, these guys buy in. And it's not just the coaches, uh, owners slash coaches, that have have started to build this culture. I mean, the players, the guys who have actually made the all-star team the leaders of this team that have been here some of them since day one some of them have have joined on and then taken a leadership role but the guys the leaders of this team i mean they they have helped bring a winning culture uh to the savannah falcons when i mean they've They've been winning since they started, but a couple years finishing around 500, just making that last spot in the playoffs. I mean, that's good for a brand new team. But going on and improving on that every single year the franchise is around, I mean, it's a testament to the coaching staff, to the players, it's it's awesome. So the Falcons throughout this year, they continued to showcase the talent on the field with six guys, like I said, making the All-Star team to represent the 2023 EAFL All-Stars, the North Elite All-Stars. You got quarterback Trayvon Wilkinson, wide receiver Tory Worlds, 
special teams player. Hey, you guys know I've talked about Mari. Marlon Latson over and over again. Uh, you've heard Jamie and I talking about him throughout the uh, on the Falcons broadcast. When he has been on the Falcons team, when he hasn't been on the Falcons team, remember last year he he played up in Atlanta, but this year he came back to the Falcons. Special teams, he made the team for special teams, but, I mean, you could have seen him on offense making big plays, defense, and the same goes, uh, the same goes for all these guys. Uh, you got Jamel Franklin, a.k.a. Big Frank, J.R. Hughes, the captain of the defense, and cornerback Keanu Polk, who is just an absolute shutdown corner. Um, I mean, for the past two years, he's been an absolute shutdown corner, getting interceptions. I believe this year he only got about six interceptions, but... I mean, from all the games I was at, he got six interceptions only because these guys were scared to throw at him. So, in the years past, he reminds me of a lockdown corner, every jumping jumping balls, returning them. I mean, and then this year, he almost turns into Troy Palomalu because people aren't throwing him the ball aren't thrown to his side of the field. So he starts rushing, gets some tackles for losses, sacks. I mean, it's awesome. Kells, what's going on? You hear me? I can hear you, man. Can you hear me? All right. I got I got Let me see if I hear you. I didn't hear you first. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. And I fixed some things, so now you're, you're coming in. For a couple of weeks, you were coming in on uh, just the left side of my ear, and uh, I think the the driver's side of many people's uh, car. But now, now you're over here in in both ears, so we got you in stereo. It's nice to have you. The left and the right Twix. Yeah, yeah, we got the left and the right Twix. I was just letting everybody know about. I don't know how much you heard, but about the Savannah Falcons players that made the all-star team. They'll be down there, I believe it's June 25th, next weekend maybe? Yeah, uh, down in Brunswick. You can catch that game. I believe it starts at 2 o'clock before the EAFL championship. So that'll be uh, good to see. It's awesome that... uh, these guys made the team the inclusion of these six talented Falcons players I mean it boosts up the whole Savannah Falcons family these guys they make the team they show what they can do and the guys I already know some guys are already in the lab preparing for next season Uh, so the inclusion of these guys on the all-star team is a testament to the team's success and hard work put in by the players, coaching staff. So, I mean, it's all, it's all awesome over there. And I mean, then I want to say Saturday night, they announced your head coach 
Eddie Morgan will be coaching. He was selected to coach the North Elite All-Stars. So, I mean, seven? Seven Falcons making the All-Star team, including head coach? But, I mean, it's it's awesome. It's a remarkable achievement for Coach Morgan, for the Savannah Falcons franchise, the owner, head coach of the Falcons being selected for the All-Star team. And it comes on the back of the Falcons making the playoffs for a third consecutive time and their best ever season finishing uh six three and one i believe was their final uh their final season record record. yeah that's what i was trying to say i got all these things i I was i was going smooth and then record (laughs) the word record stumped me It's all right. Yeah, it was even in my it was even in my notes. So <laughs> one thing we know is they get better every year, man. They get better every year. They're already um coach I talked to coach uh probably about 2 weeks ago and they're already a lot of new uh, football players reaching out to the Falcons to see when they're going to be doing their next tryouts. Uh, I think Coach said it's going to be after Labor Day. We'll we'll get to that um, one, once once we get a little closer. We'll we'll figure all that out. So, I mean, they've they've been they've been doing it running great uh run a real great organization there and uh starting from the bottom working their way up and it's uh it's paying off for them so man proud of them falcons man yeah proud of those falcons make sure i mean if you play football next season go out try out for them once they start announcing it if you're just a huge football fan Go support them. Most of their games, if not all, are up there off Skidaway Island, uh, off Skidaway Road, Memorial Stadium. Beautiful place to take in a uh, game. Savannah Clover's still playing there. Uh, they're usually, I haven't gotten to a actual game yet because they're usually Saturday night, and, you know, it's hard. it's hard for me to get out of the kitchen on Saturday night, but man, um, Clovers. How are the Clovers? They're 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 playing. I I don't know. They're they're playing well, but their the record may not be as well as they would like. But the coach the coach alluded to the fact that. This year was going to be kind of full of growing pains. He was he was asking fans to kind of come out and enjoy the beautiful game, and not necessarily 
uh, rely on wins or losses either way that it went um, because it was going to be an extremely young team and and uh, so th- they brought a bunch of young guys together and they're building chemistry so they're building for the future so they're not trying to go out there and win a championship I mean they are but they're being realistic they're being realistic because of the build I mean they're yeah. they're going out there and competing a lot of their games are are finishing uh, close games but I mean it's still it's still a work in progress we're about two months two and a half months into their first professional season but this past weekend was the very first game that adult beverages were sold in the stadium which has been a which has been a goal for uh CEO Brian Sykes getting in and he knows I mean people who are watching sports it's it's no joke that people like to enjoy adult beverages when watching sports when going to concerts when going I mean shoot movie theaters or sell alcohol sometimes now. And, I mean, as long as people are enjoying responsibly, then, I mean, they, they're they allowed to, to partake in the, the festivities. So they partnered with Creature Comforts, and I believe that's pro- that's the only beer available at the stadium so you could get you cans of creature comfort i believe and uh enjoy a soccer game and they'll be playing i mean it's almost that i think their season runs until like october november but with it being soccer i mean it's pretty much an all year round sport so that's uh that's what you can go do locally for uh for the time being like i said they're they're it's good good energy there um i've seen like i said i haven't been but i've seen and heard the good energy and got supporters playing drums and things like that uh but on the other side of soccer Oh man, Kells! I don't know if you saw any of the highlights from USA versus Mexico this past weekend. Have you? Did not. Oh man, it it turned bad. I need you to. Uh, how close are we to? Uh, all right, we're still about fourteen time. minutes. We're about Good fourteen time. minutes until the break but it's a passionate game um huge rivalry i mean we talk about rivalries but i don't know if there's um i don't know if there's i mean there are definitely rivalries as intense 
as this, but maybe not in American sports. Um, I mean, the Americans were told, I mean, the, the Americans told the young kids that haven't ever been in this match, in the U.S.-Mexico match, they, they warned them, you're going to get thing if you're close to the sideline, if you're about to throw in or take a corner kick, you're going to get beer thrown at you. You're going to get things thrown at you. It's, it's, you're going to hear terrible things there. And it's not. It's all uncalled for. It's all uncalled for. I mean, it's. I, it's hard for me to say, but whenever the U, United States plays Mexico in Mexico, and I believe this game was in Mexico, uh, I should double check. No, it wasn't even in Mexico. It was in Nevada. But whenever these teams play, it's bad. Um, so towards the... Let me get what minute this this all and this this is the men's or this is the women's this is the men's this is the men's yeah they 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 don't like each other yeah um where is it i mean wait i'm trying to find exactly when it happened all right so right around the 63rd minute, 60 minute. I mean, even before that, it's just like yellow cards getting handed out, handed out. And then the 69th minute, Weston McKinney and Montez from from Mexico both get a red card. What happens, I'm not sure if it was Montez, but one of the Mexican uh, players takes a wicked swing uh like kick at one of our guys ankles hits it he goes down mayhem breaks out weston mckinney comes over charges a dude kind of like doesn't tackle him but looks like he's about to tackle him but pushes him after that once that happens mckinney gets absolutely surrounded by the Mexican players. They push him into the Mexican bench where he ex- where he finally gets away from them because everybody's just trying to break it up. He gets away from the Mexican bench with shreds of his t-shirt still on him. Like totally ripped his t-shirt. This being America, Mexico, he starts walking back to his bench and walking around looking at the antagonizing the Mexican fans that are there by grabbing it, the patch that's still like hanging from his jersey and kissing it and showing them like the American patch. Uh, goes back over, gets a fresh jersey, walks over to the ref, gets a red card. Play starts going again, um, and then maybe about 10 minutes 
later an altercation around the corner to the sideline happened between between Ortega and Sergio Dest and both of them get a red card um it was just getting it was getting bad Christian Pulisic said he was upset that a lot of the Americans weren't able to keep their head cool, cool and this and that. But, I mean, it was a rough game. When you see this, I am surprised only four guys got red cards in these altercations. Um, so they ended up finishing this game three, uh, nine, 9v9 is because they each got red cards. So it was still an even match, but very weird having a game 9v9. Um, America ended up winning. They had scored just one goal, I believe, after all the red cards. Or actually, maybe, yeah, one goal, uh... After that second, after the first batch of red cards got sent out, and then, then they scored their last goal. So three zero is how it ended. And then yesterday, and this is the Nations League, Concafa Nations League, and um, then yesterday they had to go play. They couldn't put uh, Weston or Dest out on the field. I heard I heard some guy talking about he thought Canada was going to win by four or something. And I was just like, I mean, yeah, we got two of our best players are out. But this team's a lot more well-rounded than U.S. national men's teams in the past. So... We actually went out, played Canada, and beat them two nothing. So it's still we're still okay. And I think now Dustin McKinney are able to able to come back. So we'll see. Uh, they played Jamaica Saturday, and I keep keep rolling on. We'll see how. How they do in this tournament? Yeah, that's awesome that they bounced back and won the next game. Yeah, down two guys. Yeah, down two two strong guys on the right. field. But let's well, don't play no games. No, no. If you're gonna win by two, if you're gonna get beat by five, you're gonna go out there and you're gonna play hard the whole time. If you're on Pulisic's team. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love that guy. Yeah, so, and then, uh, and, I mean, this is a smaller men's tournament, but we're, we're gearing up for the, uh, Women's World Cup coming up this, uh, summer. Unfortunately, team captain Becky Sauerbaum run. She uh she is not going to be playing 
this Women's World Cup because she just went down with a foot injury that'll make her miss one to two months of uh, soccer. So that is going to be rough because uh, already with her absence, now, I mean, it, it, as I'm saying, the men's team is well-rounded and we got a lot more depth than we used to. The women's team is ridiculously deep in talent. There are always a lot of women that get left off the team because they just don't have enough uh, spots. But, I mean, it's it's rough. You don't have uh, Becky, like I just mentioned. Then you don't have uh, winger Mallory Swanson who was a breakout star in last uh, Women's World Cup, or midfielder Sam Muse. Those right there are three big names that we expected to kind of carry this uh, Women's World Cup team as as names like uh, Megan Rapino and... Um, Kelly O'Hara, Julie Ertz. I mean, these are names that have been there for for multiple World Cup runs. Uh, Alex Morgan. All these, I mean, they're solid players, but this was almost going to be more of a passing the torch year, I felt, where some of these some of these women aren't going to be here for the next uh for this world cup coming up so i mean like i i said megan rapino but she's already she had already retired so i mean we're we got to be getting close to like alex morgan and um Julie Ertz, like both of those those women, though they're still top competitors, I would think that they're not gonna maybe have the drive to continue to compete for the national team almost. But we'll see, we'll see. We also got. I'm excited to see Trinity Rodman and how her performance with the women's national team is. Trinity, Trinity Rodman, yeah, as you may hear that last name, is daughter to possibly the best defensive basketball player to play the game, Dennis Rodman. Uh, so, I mean, you know she she's... She's got that tough DNA. I mean, <laughs> nobody wants to. I mean, the guys nowadays would definitely not want to be in the paint with Dennis. I mean, there'd be some fights going on for sure. But as that gets closer, um, I'm trying to see. I know I, I've said we got about 20 days. Not about. We got. 20 days until the Women's World Cup. Um, 
Yeah, that or no, that's just a uh, friendly. I'm trying to see when the actual Women's World Cup starts. July 21st? Yeah, so 20 days they'll have one friendly against the women's Welsh team. And then they jump into the uh, Women's World Cup playing Vietnam, the Netherlands, and Portugal are the teams in their... Pretty good group. Yeah. Yeah, so every and and you know everybody's got I mean there's a bullseye on the women's national team. If they win this World Cup, I believe that's three consecutive women's World Cups for them. So we'll see uh how that goes. I want to ask everybody to stick with us while we take a quick break for some station identification you're listening to the bring it in show savannah's number one sports radio talk show on savannah's number one talk radio station wruulp savannah georgia 107.5 fm WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with a global soul. Senior citizens and looking for volunteer Meals on Wheels drivers. A few hours each week will connect some of our area's most vulnerable residents with nutritious food and a regular knock on the door. For more information, contact Laura at 912-964-5411. I'm Dave Lake. Join me for great progressive, straight ahead, and classic jazz on Jazz Brunch. Noon to 2 p.m. on Mondays, 11 to 2 p.m. on Tuesdays, 1 to 2 p.m. on Wednesdays, and 11 to 1 p.m. on Thursdays. This portion of WRUU's programming is brought to you by listeners and by Sentient Bean. Sentient Bean has been serving fair trade coffee, thoughtfully sourced food, and other items to the community since 2001. They offer curbside pickup, delivery, and online ordering as well. They are open 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily and are located at 13 East Park Avenue on the south side of Forsyth Park. More information can be found at sentientbean.com. Who's going to make your donation to WRUU today? The answer, of course, is only you. A gift is by definition something that must be freely given. We can't compel you or anyone else to make a donation, but we can appeal to national self in rational self-interest, to the joy that WRUULP Savannah brings you every day. You enjoy the radio station. You're listening right now, and you know that we rely on listener support. A gift of support to us is really a gift to yourself and to the community. No one else can make this personal donation for you but you. Not the person in the car next to you, the person in the house next to you, or the person alongside you working. Whenever you're listening to us right now, make your donation. It's quick. It's easy. Do your part. Don't count on anyone else doing it for you. 
go to WRUU.org, make your tax-deductible gift to WRUU, the community, and yourself, and thank you. And we are back. 107.5 WRUU. How's it going, Kels? Get a little, a little water on, on our break. Not gonna lie, it was, it was coffee, but you're right. I did, <laughs> I did take a liquid, a liquid break and grab some coffee. Oh, you got, yeah, you got you gotta, to. Got to get it going, man. Yeah, you got to. I mean, let. I mean, get it going. The Nuggets. So the Nuggets are the world champions. Oh yeah. Jokic is the MVP. I mean Did you think this is where we would be at the beginning of the basketball season? Beginning no. But probably I mean the beginning of the playoffs. I mean, that's uh yes. Oh, okay. They yeah. just they're just good. Like I I couldn't even believe the Heat kept winning on that side. So, yeah. I, I mean, mad respect to, you know, that whole group. But the Nuggets looked good all towards the end of the year and into the playoffs, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and finally, Jamal Murray and Jokic were healthy at the same time for, you know, a long period of time, too. So, I was like, if there's going to be a year that they do it and start something... It seemed it seemed like it would have been, you know, their time, and it was. Yeah. Oh, I just uh, I didn't realize that game against Canada, the U.S. men's national team won the uh, Concafa Nations League title. Oh, we on, did on Sunday. So, I believe that means that if we won the nation the Concafa Nations League title that must mean the next couple games that I was talking about are their gold cup games okay so just I don't know what team is going out there but back to basketball I'm sorry I just saw that um so I mean next year the Nuggets at this moment right now are they the favorites? Yeah. Yeah. I I think so. It's hard not to make them the favorites because they seemed to do it so easily. What could a team do? What what can Miami do to get over that hump? Is there one specific player out there? Whether whether there's a trade that could make it happen, or I'm not even worried about um, whether it's realistic or not. But are there like are there a couple players that could go? Join the Heat for the Heat to be able to get over that hump. 
I mean, I, I would say so. It just depends on what guys you're willing to, you know, get rid of and what guys you're like, I'm not touching them. They got to stay. Yeah. I mean, look what Phoenix just did. Did you see that? I mean, I did see that. And that's... Uh... Bradley Beal is going to play with Aiton, Booker, and Kevin Durant. Yeah. Do you think that's a good idea? I do. You do? I, do. I, I, I mean, if you look at the way the Suns did it, they lost a lot of stuff for the future, like his picks. Yeah. So but I mean, they much, didn't. They didn't get rid of. They didn't lose any first round picks. And see, I didn't even know that. All these. All I heard him say last night was uh, Chris Paul. Is it Shamit? I think. Yeah. Chris Paul, Shamit, and picks is is all that they had pretty much said because they hadn't broke it down yet. Yeah. And I was like, that's actually a really good move by Phoenix. I almost want to say. It was like three twos or two twos, and then a bunch of uh, a bunch of pick swaps. I'm seeing if I can pull it up real quick. That might be that might be where the incentive went up for the Wizards, the swaps. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, with this power lineup. This, I mean, people. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing articles that are saying uh, the Suns are making a big three, but wouldn't it technically be a big four? A lot of people are leaving Aiton out of this, but Aiton was one of their their biggest producers throughout all of last season in multiple stat categories. I mean, is that because he was healthy longer than the other guys? I think they're calling it a big three because they have three top 20 scores. Like, okay. points per game Yeah. in the last, like, 250 games or 250 games minimum or wh whatever the stat was. Not ESPN breaks it down. Yeah. But not a single one of these guys in Booker, Durant, or – Beal are outside uh, 20 in points per game in the last however many seasons. So they, they it's pretty rare to have that all three of those guys or three guys of that caliber scoring on the same, but I would call it a big four. That's, that's kind Aiden, of what I was going towards. Aiton's put his time in there. He even had stuff with the one of the old head coaches in the past and kept playing even though, you know, People were like, oh, he doesn't like the head coach, but they were still winning. So, I mean, I think it's a big four. Because you're going to need somebody in the West to, to try and have a chance to guard Jokic. I mean, it's not possible. When when he's on, he's on. You know what I mean? Yeah. He can shoot a three from 40 feet in your face from behind his head. You know. I mean, but he's just he's so he's, big. Yeah. He doesn't – that's why I'm like, do, do – does anybody else have a chance when he can almost methodically move down? He's not he's not driving. He's not showing you anything crazy that we haven't seen. He's he's getting down there slow for an MVP. I mean. <laughs> I have never seen a uh, MVP do so little and so much at the same time. 
I mean, his his one-handed quick passes. Nuts. I don't even understand him half the time. Like, he doesn't even catch the ball, and he can get it from one guy so, to his hand. Throw it off his face, essentially, because to, sometimes he'll grab it up here and won't even grab the ball, and he'll just push it. He'll just go. It's almost like he's I call just... call it face pass. Yeah, yeah like... His face and just throw it over, and I'm like, who are you? It's are like you a, a, a light volleyball move or something. Yeah. He's exactly. just tapping it over, like... But he has so much force in that, that hand... Yeah, that he can get enough pressure to get it to the wing or get it to the center. It's exactly where it, it needs to be. It's impressive what he's doing, man. And then add the like you say, a forty foot three easily in your face. I mean, because you can't get in his face. How no. do you get in his face? He's way too big. If you face guard here, you still can't. <laughs> You can't go behind his back unless there's a second guy back there. You know what I mean? And he yeah. can shoot the ball that far from behind his back, like because it starts here, and he can release it behind. Like it's, it's insane. Like LeBron did. All you can do is tip your cap when someone does something like that because you can't guard that. Yeah. Unguardable. It, it it is. It's. I mean, I, it's. It's not fair, almost to a point. He's that. Yeah. big and athletic but doesn't I mean is it is he athletic I mean he's yeah. got to be he's the MVP he of the most athletic sport but um it's 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 crazy it's you can't crazy can't foul him either cuz then it'll just destroy you from the free throw line like he he's literally like they took three guys and built a transformer at center. Yeah. Yeah. Because he passes like a point guard, sometimes can shoot like a shooting guard, and then, geez, man, that's how you play center right there. He, he is the, the best to me, him and Embiid, at keeping their pivot. Because they're so big. Yeah. They keep that pivot, and they can roll around you a little bit for a second without moving. They still have, you know, the ball in their possession. Like, when you're a center... Skyhook, off the glass, jam. You don't have to, you know, get a dribble back when you're down low. Yeah. So it's just, it's it's fun to watch, but that's, I, I think there was some want in keeping your center at, at Phoenix during making that trade because of what's going on with how the Nuggets played this past playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. We'll see uh, how everything keeps keeps going. We got a uh, friend of the show, Jonathan Deloach, uh, hitting us up. He retired from semi-pro football uh, a little over halfway through the season because there were some some weird rules that I don't. I never even heard of these rules until the very end of the season but they start saying that guys playing in the EAFL couldn't play on play arena football anymore and Jonathan Deloach has played arena football for at least the past three years maybe maybe even longer than that 
so he ended up um, retiring from semi-pro and just uh, continuing arena football. So he just, uh, they just, the team he plays for, the Southern Steam, just played in the EIF championship and they beat the Atlanta Furious 34 to 27 and our friend friend of the show Jonathan Deloach he got seven tackles and 45 yards on seven carries I tried to uh send him a link to the show hopefully I sent the right one to him you know how how I can be sometimes um try to get him to jump on here with uh, about 15 minutes left to see how how everything's going with him. We'll see if he jumps on. And Seven tackles and seven rushes for 45 yards? Yeah. I mean, he does everything. He's an animal. He he really is. And put me in, coach. We're on defense. I'm, I know. Put me in, coach. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm actually surprised that there weren't a couple passes in there too. Hey, he'll oh, and, he'll and, and he'll receiving yards. Yeah, he'll he'll sneak in there. Well, not just receiving yards. He'll throw the ball. He'll step Wait, in what? at quarterback. Yeah, he'll step in at quarterback every once in a while to to air it out. He'll he'll take a a snap, kind of move around. People get worried that he's about to break one off, and then boom, lets it rip. So okay. he stepped in. He stepped in for the Falcons multiple times at quarterback, and I know in flag football, he uh, jumps in the quarterback spot a good amount too. So flag um, football, arena football, semi-pro. I mean, it's it's get this guy a deal. He's he needs one. I mean, deal. he's super athletic from an extremely athletic family. I mean, his his. One of his cousins just transferred from VCU to University of Georgia, play basketball, Jalen. And another one is if I think he's still playing uh, football down at uh, Florida State, but I'm not sure if he finished yet or not. So we'll, uh, we'll see. But, man, baseball – Baseball. baseball, yeah, yeah the the Cubs. Cubs. Oh, we don't normally start with the Cubs. Well, they beat up on the Orioles this weekend. I'm telling you, that first game was rough. Then two close games. Luckily, the O's didn't get swept, but uh, they did. They did get uh, beat up pretty bad early on. But man, I'm trying to let you know, Ellie. De La Cruz. I don't think I don't think he has lost since um I don't think the Reds have lost since he joined the team. Let's see. We don't have any picture right now, but I think we got some sound. Hey hey Jonathan, you there? Uh, What's up? How you doing? We're we're doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing good, I'm doing good. That's it's nice to uh, see you, and it's great to see 
how you're still playing both sides of the ball. How's yeah. how's arena been going? Does now you guys won the championship, you said the EIF championship. Yes, sir. Is uh does that mean the season's over or are you guys gonna roll into something else? Yes, sir. The season's the season over with right now. Okay. But, uh, I think we still have a few games left. Like uh we might end up playing against the Columbus Lions again. And, All right. Uh, we might play against the Peach State Cats as well. Okay. When you guys are playing, where are you guys playing? You don't play in Savannah, right? No, sir. We play in, uh, we play in Atlanta. We play in Jacksonville. We played one game last year in Virginia, so we might have, uh, we might have some summer games as well. Um, we play all over the world, really. Oh, okay. Well, mainly on the East Coast. Awesome, awesome. They were talking about Las Vegas, so we might have to travel to Las Vegas as well. Oh, that sounds fun and dangerous at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. They got, a, they got a pretty good team out there. They was beating everybody. Yeah. They got a pretty good team out there, and I guess they contacted our coach and went to Vegas. Okay, nice. Um, so for, for the listeners that don't know uh, as much about Arena, can you uh, let, it, let them in on – a couple of the differences in rules and things like that. Maybe teams like how big? How big is the actual team? How many guys are on field? Yes, sir. Uh, on the field, it's only eight guys on each side, and um, a team can only have twenty-four players at the most, and they only can have uh five on injury injury reserve. Like, say if someone gets injured during the season, you okay. only have five replacements. Oh, okay. So the roster got to be at least thirty strong. Yeah, you got three linemen. You got three linemen. It opened up the field for me. Really, you only have three linemen on the field. Okay. So you don't have you don't have a lot of people on the field. You know, so it give me more room to run, do my thing, spin move. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I love that spin move, man. <laughs> it gets me. I get giddy every time I see you hit somebody with it. Make them. Make them dive right into the ground. <laughs> I guess the last time I did a spin move, it was against Columbus Lions, right? Yeah. Uh, I guess the guy was watching my film or whatever. But after he tackled me or whatever, he was like, I was waiting on that. He was like, I was waiting on that. So, you know, you can tell it's, it's, it's players in arena football that's more serious. You know, they come to work because they get paid to play. So, oh, okay. Okay. They're going to stay in that position. So they go watch you. They go observe the net, the other team, film study. Yeah. You know, practice. They come into everything. Yeah. And I would guess, like you said, 30 guys on the roster, five injured reserve, and only eight guys on the field at a, at a time. I would think you, you would have to be a little more serious because, right. I mean – you got you get, you get three three big guys. Uh, yeah, how how close is is there an out of bounds? No, uh, I was gonna <laughs> say. So is it just a wall? That... Yes, sir. You touch, you touch the wall. It's out of bounds. If somebody hits you to the wall, it's out of bounds. But okay. you also can go over that wall if you act like you're gonna truck the defender. So if the defender knock you over the wall, that's on you. Yeah, yeah I thought they could blast you into the stands. Oh yeah, yeah. My friend got blasted into the stands the other day. Oh, and that I mean, yeah. Does the wall move at all when you get hit into it? It's solid. Oh, it's just like a hockey wall. Oh, okay. All right. It's like a hockey wall without the glass. Yeah. Yeah. So you it's can. Just like that. 
Oh, yeah, they yeah. hit you high on that wall, and you you got that momentum. You you might be being like, "Hey, what's up? How you doing?" How? Yeah. Talk to a crowd member. Yeah. <laughs> how? You might be in the crowd sitting next to him eating popcorn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. How how big uh how big's the field? How wide is it in comparison to length? It's eighty. It's eighty yards. Ten yards uh per touchdown. So it's actually sixty yards to run. No. Oh, okay. Right. And um. Another thing, it's so many ex NFL stars that's coming into the league. You would you would be surprised. Like yeah. AB had brought a team, but they had demolished his team or whatever. Yeah, so, I saw something about that. Uh, you got um, you got Cam Newton trying to trying to come down to play. You got uh, Scary Terry who played for the Seahawks. I played against Markel Wade and Scary Terry. Um, they played for Jacksonville Sharks. Oh, okay. Yeah, they just came from out of the NFL, so it's like. It's it's a good it's it's a good experience for me all like all all this experience. Yeah. This year, best year arena that I ever played. Oh okay, nice. And you're looking to uh, keep going. Yes, sir. With yes, the sir. with arena. Yes, sir. Now, one thing I was uh, curious about, and I I mentioned to Kells about this, but on on the stats that you sent me, I didn't see any uh, passes. I had. Have they have they started throwing you in at quarterback at all? Because I know yes. you, I know you have a I know I know you can kind of jump around to almost any position on the football field. So I was I was curious that you didn't have any uh, throws. Okay, well, uh, after the game after the state, I mean the game after the championship game. Yeah, we played against Columbus Lions, and um, we didn't have a quarterback to show. Our quarterback did not come. Okay. I had to start off at quarterback. You know, the crowd <laughs> was intense. It was like a, it was like two to three thousand people in, in the crowd. Oh really? The crowd was so intense. They was talking trash to me. I had to re, I had to relax and I had to play my game. It was awesome to me. Yeah. I like uh, the first play. I ran for twenty yards. Then the second play, I threw for thirty yards, and then I threw an interception. Oh. So, it's kinda like it's kinda like back and forth, you do good, they they, they see what they see what they see what you're doing. Yeah. They come down, they got good coaches. You know, okay. been there and done, done that. It's just it's amazing. Nice, nice. Now do uh any of your guys' games get streamed? Is there yes. a way we can check them out on YouTube or anything like that? Yeah, so you can check them out on Southern Steam. All right. Uh, on YouTube. And as well, you can check out the opponent team. The opponent team, because we're, we're a traveling team, we don't have a we don't have a venue. But our venue normally is at Swan. It's in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, okay. We do have our home games. Um, so it's like you can check out the other teams, like Jacksonville Sharks YouTube page, or Columbus Lions YouTube page, or Atlanta Furious YouTube page. Uh, the Georgia, who else we play? Georgia Thrashers or something, something like that. It's just a lot of teams. You, you gotta, you gotta go to their name to find out. You know. Yeah. Live streams and things like that. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, we'd love to uh, check out a game sometime. Definitely see you uh, playing in person again. As... It is better feel. It's inside, no bugs. You ain't gotta worry about nothing. <laughs> No weather. <laughs> no weather. No, no weather. You don't have to worry about thunderstorms or anything like that. You know. Yeah. Stopping the, stopping the game. Yeah, that's awesome. 
That's awesome. Man, I want to thank you for uh, jumping on here and letting us know as we're winding down to the end of the show. It's, You're welcome, uh, man. I miss you guys, man. Yeah, we miss you too. We love, uh, we love whenever you come out. And I, I got as as we got about two minutes left. I want to ask you a question because I know where your where your allegiance, where where your loyalty is. Um, in your opinion, what what do the Heat need to do to get over the hump of being able to? beat of win that championship because i mean they're close miami yeah the miami heat i know you're a heat fan right i love the heat i thought so i was so i was so hurt when they lost yeah i feel like bam need a robin i feel like bam obayo is playing batman right now jimmy butler was hurt he tried to play through his injury i feel like bam obayo just need a robin he just need an extra big man yeah solid power forward yeah, power forward. If he has power some power forward, help him. Yeah, if he has some help, you know, like he played, he played twenty five minutes out of the game, thirty minutes a game, maybe. Uh, sometimes he might play forty minutes a game. It depends on who he's playing against. So it's like if you have, if you're tired, you plan to get somebody like so. Uh, what is his name? Then? Giannis. You plan yeah. to get Giannis, somebody like Jokic, or uh, something like that. Want to be the extra big man because he's going to work you the whole game. He's going to give you ten rebounds, ten assists. He's going to give you thirty points. You got to have a big man. Okay. So Jordan had a big man. LeBron always got a good big man. Yep. He always got a good point guard. So um, got to have that backup. Yeah. Well, all right. I think you nailed it. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, as you can't. You I can't love sports, argue with that. Yeah, I know. That's why I wanted <laughs> My to. My grandfather was the college coach for like like 10, 15 years at Delaware State, man. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I love sports, man. Oh, I didn't know he was the coach at Del, Del State. That's yeah, right he up. Played there. He played there as well. He was about to go to Georgia. That was, uh, that's right up by where I grew up. A word. Yeah. yeah. Remember, we're here. I want to I want to thank you, Jonathan, for jumping on here, like unscheduled guest. We always love having you, and uh, we'll, I always come for you, Glenn. Awesome, and we'll we'll catch you guys next week. WRUU.org, Savannah Soundings, Community Radio with Global Soul. I was talking about baseball. The viewpoints expressed in the preceding program were not necessarily those of WRUU, its license holder, or its staff.